Today on Oxl FM, Gelada gives me a crash course on the types of operating systems that we use, what the differences are between them, and why there may be some shift in the way in which we use them in the future. Hello and welcome to the episode of Oxl FM. I'm Sefran. And I'm Gelada. And we are today talking about a tech subject for once. Mm. It's been a little bit of a while. I don't remember the last time we actually did a techie one. Was it when we were talking about their contact tracing app? I have no idea. Yeah, we de- that, that was definitely one of them. And I don't yeah. know, did we talk like open source communication? Oh, yeah, like decentralized. That's like decentralized, stuff. sorry. Yeah, 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 like yeah, matrix and, and, yes. uh, and stuff like that, yeah, yeah. Yes, and that was. Do you know? Honestly, every time we do these, I always really enjoy them. Like because mm. this is definitely more in uh, sort of your area of expertise, mm. and I genuinely walk away going, "Huh, yeah, that's really interesting." Like that's a really mm. cool idea to th- think about. Mm-hmm. And today we're we're, nice. we're we're going with something that's a little bit more close to home for most people because I mean, everyone's almost certainly, if you're listening to this, experienced one of these at some point or another, probably right now, or, you know, in some cases. Uh, yeah. And that is, we're talking about uh, desktop based computers operating systems yes um, specifically exactly. uh things that would go and say for example a typical pc tower right. or a laptop or something like that yep. rather than any mobile based os's so for example we're not going to talk about android we're not going to no. be talking about um like ios in iphones and things like mm. that um and yep. it's primarily going to be focused on i assume the only three question mark well we will just we will find out <laughs> Yeah, we're going to focus on talking about Windows, Linux, and and Mac, right? And the reason why this came about is because there's been a few changes here and there. In the well, there there are always progressions in like operating systems. Like we've Windows 11 has just come out, for example, and you know Mac OS is always releasing new versions. But the reason why I thought of, that I wanted to talk about this is because I have recently moved away from using Mac OS on my MacBook mm-hmm. for my day job. And so I'm a software developer, help run a software agency and have always used a Mac in that, in my career, yeah. because it, for the kinds of stuff that I make, which is websites and like web applications, most people use a Mac, like the community uses Mac. And is that primarily just because the tools that you would need to do that with are just natively available on that operating system? Yes. And we'll talk a little bit about why that is, like why are they on Mac and not so much on Windows? We'll talk about that um, as, as we get into like the differences of the OSs. Because I'll be perfectly um, upfront and say that for me, I, and I realize this is talking from a place of ignorance, so please mm. don't take my opinion as anything worthwhile whatsoever. But to me, whenever I see people on a Mac, I'm always like, why are you just spending more money than you need to? You could right, just do the right. same job on a Windows machine far yeah. cheaper yeah. like the one that i always think about that for is when people are like oh i need i like an imac or a or a macbook pro or whatever to edit my videos i'm like yes no you don't you can do it on a pc for like half the price a little less yes. now maybe i'm wrong i don't i know i'm not necessarily correct about that but that would be my interpretation of it it's like it's mostly just a showy off thing but i want right. to be proven wrong Okay, yeah, and we will definitely talk. We will definitely talk specifically about that um, when we're talking about Macs. But yeah, I, like I have stopped using a Mac for my like day to day, and I'm because I'm working from home more, and there's some things about 
the Mac ecosystem and the hardware that is not quite there. And mm. I have a really good gaming PC that is way more powerful than the Mac that I have for work. And I was like, why am I sat at my desk with my really powerful gaming PC and I'm being slowed down by this MacBook that I'm using? Yeah. So I moved over to Linux and we'll talk a little bit about what Linux is and, and so on once we once we get going because like I just wanted to give it a go. And I was like, it's a it's an easy switch. And we'll talk about why that why it was an easy switch for me um, and not for everyone. And like I've used Linux a lot in the past, yeah. uh, like on the side. And so I'm experienced enough with Linux that, that like it was an easy switch for me to do, even though it's like my day job where I need something reliable. And yeah, like, so that's why I sort of wanted to talk about it because now, now I'm using Windows, Mac and Linux all the time. Yeah, it's much. sort of mostly interchangeable for you at this point. Yeah. Whereas I think most people f- will use one or the other right uh, and it's usually windows or, or mac right like yeah. mo- i imagine the average user probably isn't using linux at least they're not without realizing no. it it's like one percent market share so yeah. if not less so yeah so that was sort of the, the the reason for talking about this and this is very much we're going to do a bit of an like overview and we're going to touch on some bits that possibly are like future topics of future episodes mm-hmm. um so we're not going to go too deep on some things but we will signpost and kind of tease that you know maybe there's some future future conversation points here yeah because um, like we we were doing the notes for this and we were like this is already well long enough yeah. and it's almost certainly going to be more of an interesting topic to discuss in its own separate yeah. episode we're even gonna there's potentially a conversation topic about how operating systems relate to climate change which Ooh. is very very topical very interesting um but yeah so so to start off like why am i using linux why have i previously used macs what's the difference right like why do we have windows linux and mac and yeah. what and like you mentioned like are there others out there and and what are they so kicking things off with like the one that every, you know you're probably using like 75% of the people who use a pc use windows right and honestly that's still lower than i expected it to be i thought it would be even higher than that yeah it's like 75 percent windows and then 24 percent mac and then one percent linux yeah. basically is yeah. kind of where it is and mac has grown a lot over the years you know it probably was more like 95 at one point yes um, yeah and it's funny actually because we, we aren't going to talk in detail about mobile os's but windows is no longer the biggest operating system that's android if you take mobile as a mm. thing as well android is larger than windows but anyway Windows originally came about to compete with Apple, which is also kind of funny. Like Apple actually got there first with like a graphical operating system that you can, you know, drag things around on and use a mouse with and stuff like that. It wasn't their first operating system. That was MS-DOS, if you remember MS-DOS. So which I, was I, like t- a I tell you what you could do thing. for me, right? Yes. Just really simply... Yeah. Just define what an operating system really is. Right? I was literally because, just thinking that that's a great Because I understand what Windows is, and I understand that it is yeah. an operating system, yeah. right? And it's sort of like, it's too, maybe like what a car is to like the, sh- the basic chassis, and then you add right. bits to it to make it do what you want to so, do the car. But yeah. to help us to maybe fully understand what an OS is so we can understand what the differences are it, between them. It's a really great point. So an operating system is basically the interface between the hardware of your like the physical thing like your pc or your laptop or whatever it is and the stuff that you want to run on it right and the and the programs that you want to use Mm. so so windows is an interface between your the games you want to play and the graphics card in your pc yeah right and the game 
like or any software is designed let's say it's a game that runs on windows it is designed to run on windows and it knows the messages that it needs to send to windows to be like draw this thing on the screen yeah. give me access to the graphics card open this file like it, it's it, they they provide a common layer of functionality for doing stuff with your hardware right because it, it's almost like a translator between the programs wanting to do something and the the, the physical hardware exactly. needing to do it for it exactly and if and if an operating system didn't exist every program that you had would have to like be compatible like it would have to understand all the different hardware that's out there yeah. it would have to like understand how to like communicate electronically with your hard drive and like like all of this kind of stuff like it would have to understand file systems and all of these like all of these crazy things so the operating system is there to to translate between the programs you want to run and the hardware that you are trying to run it on and i suppose right? that makes it easier for both software developers and hardware manufacturers because then they can all work right. to the same standard exactly exactly in theory anyway so you're right so like so as a as a manufacturer of hardware i need to make sure that my hardware works with windows and then if it works with windows then it will work it then any program running windows will have a kind of way of communicating with yeah. my hardware right so yeah so windows microsoft's operating system it is the biggest uh, on on like desktop things i guess like if you if you take mobile out of the equation it has been around for a long time uh windows one which no one used and was actually really rubbish right um, <laughs> and uh like it was it, and it was built they had another operating system like an underlying operating system that was that was not graphical and you just typed commands into mm-hmm. called dos and that was what it was originally built on like it's windows is interesting like there's lots of hardware for PCs, right? The thing about PCs is you can buy like an NVIDIA graphics card or an AMD yeah. graphics card and you can buy all these different things and and you and the Windows has a challenge of supporting all of those different things. Yeah. yeah. So that is sort of what Windows is good at. Like you can buy a piece of hardware and if you run Windows, you know that hardware is going to work because the manufacturer must support windows because it's the dominant operating system and for the most part it's chances are it's the only operating system that you could realistically buy a piece of hardware for and then run on its own like exactly for example you couldn't buy a random piece of hardware and then plug it into a mac device because well they they only work with their own things exactly which we'll get to yeah exactly that so so hardware has to support it so it's got that like strength in numbers and that also means that it becomes just the first class citizen for a lot of things yeah like gaming right like um enterprise stuff like you know because well for gaming it's because it's of the strength in numbers like everyone runs windows so as a result games support windows and for enterprise stuff that was always microsoft's thing right they they sold really expensive licenses for thousands of computers to companies and they have good support for it so you know if you're a company with thousands of machines microsoft provide you all of the ecosystem for being like i ha- i want to manage accounts on it i want to provision software across yeah. 2000 machines in a in a building um i want office on there you know all of this kind of stuff like that's microsoft's thing right and they're really good at that and so that is why windows is so popular and also because of the hardware again like because hardware has to support it laptops also have to support it so when you yeah. buy a laptop you can be confident that like the webcam's going to work and like everything's going to work with windows because yeah. that's literally what it was like that's they probably only tested it with windows because that's what they assume you're gonna also yes. it's sold with windows right like that's, yeah like, like i was that, gonna say that's part of the unless trick you're whatever building something from scratch like everything is right. literally like you know off the factory itself right. then chances are if it's 
got a pre-installed operating system it will be windows yeah exactly um so that's always been their trick that's caused them to have a monopoly right and monopolies Mm. are never really great for competition as a consumer there are some really obvious things that are wrong with like the the, with windows being so popular the biggest one is security Mm. right when you run windows you are a target for every piece of malware and virus out there because you're running the most popular operating system yeah uh, and Microsoft have never really done a great job with building secure operating systems. You know, mm. if you think about older versions of Windows, you were like an admin, right? Like when you, there was no login to old versions of Windows. You you could just, you were just like the God person using your computer. Yeah. Doesn't have to be that way. It was never that way with Apple and with, uh, with Mac OS and with Linux. So like that's never been great. And Microsoft have also, they made a conscious effort to target strong compatibility with old versions of software because they're enterprise. So that means that if you have a piece of software that was written 20 years ago for Windows, it will probably still work on Windows Mm, today, mm. right? Some that's not always the case, but like Microsoft generally in the past have targeted that support because that's what enterprises want. They will spend millions and millions of pounds on their own bespoke software to run on Windows. And if Microsoft come along and go, yeah, we're actually dropping support for that kind of thing that you're doing. That massive company that pays Microsoft a lot of money will be like, screw you, we're not renewing our, our yeah, license. Yeah, you. yeah. Like, yeah. You, you're ruining our lives. So that's like, that's sort of like the, the bad things about Windows. But there's a lot of good stuff about Windows. And, and it, it's bad because it, it makes it a little bit more bagged, bagged down. Like there's, yeah, it has more exactly. sort of like unnecessary complexity under the hood that it could have right. been more streamlined to run everything that you would not need to do so but it has to have that that reliability of oh it'll still run that piece of software that exactly. needs to be run exactly and that's not great you know it's not great for security because it means you've got like a yeah. much much more stuff it's not good for performance because you've got loads of more old you know things going on and it just slows down microsoft's own ability to move at pace which has historically meant that windows has been left behind a little bit compared to mac in terms of sort of features and functionality and like nice stuff on top mm. you know it's not windows is not a particularly exciting operating system it, right? it it's sort not, of makes know, me although it's like on top of windows but it's kind of how i feel about it when you get like a computer from like a particular retailer and it's got loads of bloat installed on right. it. like all the stuff you just don't know or care about and you then have to go through the annoying process of uninstalling everything but mm. with windows you can't like uninstall a piece of windows like it's just <laughs> there so it would mm-hmm. be nice to have something where you could literally just pick and choose what you need it to do and right. do that only and then as a result of it your hardware is not having to work harder for no good reason exactly. other than what you wanted to do right that would be good. exactly exactly and actually that is a great segue uh, onto, our, <laughs> onto our onto our second operating system uh which is linux and linux is probably the one that people are least familiar with maybe have heard of but but just yeah. probably never used like never ever touched in their life you will have used linux in in a way because any website that you connect to pretty much every website is powered by linux mm. um like almost none of them are powered by windows and definitely not mac um linux is a really interesting one it's actually based on something else called unix and this is from the late 60s uh, and there's a whole family of operating systems that are based on unix which was a which was this operating system from the from the late 60s unix wasn't linux is free right but unix wasn't Mm -hmm. but you could 
that they lost some lawsuit, which meant they had to license it to anyone. So there were loads of variations of it. People modified. Even Microsoft had a, had an operating system called Xenix, which was a Unix, like a variant of Unix. So unlike, say, uh, Windows, which is like its own thing, uh, own product, this is more like guidelines to make a product buy. Yeah, I mean, I think originally they probably wanted it to be their own thing, but for whatever reason, it ended up being this this thing that turned into like a family of operating systems. And actually, Mac OS can trace its history back to Unix, and it's based on Unix, and we'll we'll come on to some sort of stuff around that as as we talk more about the Mac as well, in particular. But like Unix is 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 interesting. It this is where like like with um with Windows, there's no. Well, there is, but like you're never really aware of its like philosophy. Like, how what of what is Microsoft's philosophy behind mm. Windows? Like, when they've built that Windows as an operating system, what were their principles? You know, what did they think about? And that's not really at the surface, right? It's like you don't really know what, how Windows is is kind of like designed, right? It just is what it is. But Unix was like putting out this like, these particular ideas around how things should work, like. The operating system should be very minimal and provide very minimal tools for software to be to, to use. Yeah. Uh, and also Unix has this weird thing where it represents everything as a file on your system. Mm. Right. So like your display is actually like there's like a special file. And if you send if you like write stuff to that file, it will be drawing stuff on the display. Basically, gotcha. like it's kind of weird, but. What that allowed was that allowed a very like common layer because you're basically saying everything is this common input output of mm. files and everything, whether it's network or Bluetooth or ma- mice or keyboards, it's all about files and, in- and piping data in and out of files. Um, and so this proved very like powerful and very easy to understand and easy to build upon. And that was what a lot of people did. Uh, and one of the people that did that was a guy called Linus Torvalds, and he made Linux. Uh, and Linux was like a variant of a, another OS called Minix, which is based on Unix. So there's like all right. this like so layer based of on stuff. something of something on something. Yeah. yeah, and it was all this again, this idea around sort of things being quite minimal, quite simple. Um, like like the operating system itself should be easy to understand. Yeah, completely different to Windows, where the entire thing's a massive black box. It's got backwards compatibility forever. It's bolted on, cobbled together, like yeah, very, yeah, very yeah. cobbled together. I think I think the, t- the term of being a black box is actually very good because mm-hmm. no one really understands how Windows works, even people who, like, you know, maintain it. <laughs> right, right. Um, it, yeah. It's very much a case of they know it does and we can make it do this thing if we do this thing. And Whereas with Linux, the idea is that everything's sort of like from the ground up and right. everything's very sort of like, you can see the individual components that make something happen. Exactly, exactly. And so the other thing is that Linux itself, like Windows gives you like the graphic environment, right, where you're like logged in and you've got a start menu and, you know, this is how Windows, this is how programs look and you've got a desktop and all of these kinds of things. Like that's part of Windows, the operating system. But with Linux, there's none of that. Linux itself is just that bit that interfaces with the hardware, right? That's all it is on its own. And it's nothing else. And Windows has that kind of like kernel. That's what it's called. Like you, like Linux is a kernel, and Windows has a kernel as well, which is this this interface with the hardware. But with Windows, you get everything else as well. Right? You can't it, just yeah. use Windows the kernel, right? It's like you get all of it. Yeah. So this is a huge difference as well because it meant it means that again you've got this minimal piece that will do all of your hardware for you, and then on top of that, anyone can layer 
what they need. So for example, if you are if you've got a, a PC, right, then you're like, well, I want that standard kind of thing. I want a desktop environment with windows that I can drag around and I want to be able to install programs. Yeah. And, you know, I want notifications and all of this kind of stuff. But if you you can also use Linux for a TV, right? And a yes, TV yeah, doesn't yeah. doesn't need a mouse, you know, support for a mouse. It doesn't need that level of interactivity. Pointer. Right. So there's all of these what are known as like distributions on top of Linux. So all so you take the Linux kernel and then on top of it you add a bunch of software, a bunch of stuff on top that is like this that gives you all of these different pieces it of utilizes the very basic elements of Linux's ability to interface with hardware and then presents you other options to do with that on top of that. Exactly, exactly. You've got it. So it's sort of like having a phrase book to a language and the, the language is Linux, but the phrase book is the programs you want to use. Right, exactly. So this gives you loads of flexibility, right? We've already talked about that. Even Android, again, not going to talk too much about mobile OSs, but Android is based on Linux, yeah. right? If you're using an Android phone, you are using kind of using Linux underneath, even though it looks completely different to any other kind of Linux stuff. Yeah, like it makes sense that like you would have this sort of software or rather this operating system i should say sorry which you can customize to to do whatever you want to do so like you already mentioned it earlier where like most web-based servers are linux based because they don't right. need to have a graphical interface they don't need to have like right. the start menu and whatever else because you're almost certainly you know accessing the server remotely via another computer which is then networking yep. into it and then it's pumping out a very specific data or very specific commands exactly. And you can exactly. have it just do that to focus all of its operating power on that. Um, yeah. So that I mean that seems really really cool, right? Like that. Why wouldn't you want that, right? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and like, and we'll talk. There are definitely some bad points, but like, just to sort of finish off as well, like Linux, as we said, is free. Like, and a lot of the software on top of it is free. All of the stuff is open source. Like, there's like a whole community around it, and I think that's where things start to go wrong for Linux, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. Because there's a community and there's so much around it and it's, you know, there's lots of choice and it's not, it doesn't have like one, Linux, the kernel has one set of direction. It has Linus Torvalds at the front of it, you know, driving, you know, what it does, but everything around it, like as a user, there's like so much choice and so much going on that it's just too difficult to use, right? Because there's just so much going on. You have to understand so much more. And even if you use a like easy distribution there's still so much choice and so much complexity because it's just not one it's never going to be one cohesive thing no because it's not going to it's not going to be able to do something specifically that you would like it to do right. or it's going to do something you don't want it to do and you're not sure how to stop it from doing that right so for the majority of users they want something that will do what most of the time they will want to do out of the box which is what windows provides exactly but you also get the downsides of the fact that it sometimes does has things that you don't really need so yep. yeah like that's the ups and downs i suppose of having a linux operating system yeah. is that you've got that massive flexibility but it's it's like being presented with every single option in the whole world all the time like you are almost overwhelmed by choice and as a result yep. overwhelmed by the complex possibilities of interactions between them all exactly and the other thing as well is sort of coming back to windows's like monopoly of the market is that if you want to use Linux, because it's completely different to Windows, right? Linux is part of that Unix family where, and, and a lot of Unix-based operating systems like Linux and Mac are actually 
kind of compatible with each other. Mm. Uh, and that's why I could so easily move from Mac to Linux, because they're, they're actually based on the same philosophies, which means that software that runs on a Mac can also, with sometimes, not always, but if it's not doing Mac-specific things, it might be able to be made to work on Linux yeah, relatively so, easily. Yeah, some minor tinkering with your Linux operating system to make it run this particular type of file. Right. And don't get me wrong, you can't run like Mac dedicated Mac apps on Linux because they've been designed to use specific Mac things. But as a developer, you, if you write something that is fairly low level or, you know, tools for building websites and other applications, like those are written in a way where that they are written. There's a term for, called like POSIX compliance. And it's like this, this idea of like what we talked about where like everything is a file and things like that. And yeah. when you're dealing with things at a bit of a lower level, that allows that gives you that sort of like standard interface that for for applications that means mm. that it's quite easy to make something that works on Mac and Linux but not on Windows because Windows isn't positive. Yeah, you compliant. sort of if you're using the language analogy again, these two operating systems have a common ancestor where you can sort of right. trace back and forth from reasonably easily, whereas mm -hmm. Windows is is just entirely separate and has nothing to right. do with it from its ancestry upwards. Exactly, and so because it's very different you can't just easily move things over to linux so and and for one of the biggest issues is games mm. like with games like as much as like this is sort of interesting because at the moment there's this big kind of push to to make linux better for gaming S valve is really getting behind this because they want to use linux on like the steam deck in fact it's going to yeah. come with linux on the steam deck which i think is insane yeah it's um, like the steam os is based on linux right all based on linux and like they think that there is like huge value in, in doing this because like linux I don't really know why, but I guess it's like about like sort of taking away some of the monopoly from Windows. You know, yeah, you've yeah, got yeah. more opportunity for innovation in Linux land in theory. But right now, that is just not a thing. Mm. Uh, only four out of the top 10 Steam games work well in inverted commas on Linux. Yeah. And that is through like a two of those are through like a compatibility layer that basically not emulates windows but like mimics it it mimics it enough and like translates yeah. all of the windows messages into linux messages and yeah it's just it's just a nightmare and anti-cheat is a huge issue because anti-cheat is like a you needs to understand your operating system to like identify cheats right that's like a huge part of it mm. and if that just can't just doesn't you've got to write one again for linux and when one percent of the world uses linux you're not going to bother yeah it's just not um, worth the effort is it when typically speaking you'll get those people that want to use linux to make it work for them rather than the other way around right there's also perpetually issues with any like tricky hardware so audio bluetooth video drivers like again nvidia doesn't really care about linux yeah. uh, amd don't really care the random company that made your bluetooth adapter don't really care so it's down to the community to like reverse engineer these yes, pieces of hardware yeah. you know there is some guy somewhere that has like got the the like wi-fi card that's in your computer and has plugged it in and gone right how does this work and has basically reverse engineered an entire network card to make it work with linux yeah which is not the way that you get good compatibility, right? No. Because you have no idea how it works. You're just like guessing. And it's amazing that Linux even manages to do anything. And his solution might be very different to someone else's potentially as well. <laughs> right. And it's also just, you're just working off the people that actually made it. Whereas the people who made it 
build the Windows drivers and they yeah. know how it was made. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like, it's going to be fine. Uh, so as a result, like it never works on laptops as well. Like, or, <laughs> like really badly, basically, because laptops are very specific. Yes, they need very specific instructions on how to use all their very, like, otherwise fairly strained components, I'm guessing. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So like... What I'm hearing is that Linux is this very varied and very like uh, multifunctional tool mm. that is sort of awkward and difficult to make use of for the average person. You need sort of yeah. like quite a large amount of expertise to make it sort mm. of work for you as a everyday machine. Yeah. But most people don't want that. Most people, what they want to do is they want to get a, a device of some description, some form of electronic device that will connect them to the internet and will uh, allow them to do whatever else they want to do a computer out of the box. And they don't want to have to worry about anything else. They want to press on and it work, right? Right. Surely there's a, like, there must be an option for those people. Right. And those, and that is where Apple come in, right? Mm. And that is where the Mac OS comes in. So Mac OS has, is, is interesting for two reasons for me. On one side, you've got that point where where the thing about Apple is that they own the hardware and the software. Yeah. Right? They control everything. So as a result, the in theory, the compatibility is perfect, right? Yeah. We've gone from Windows where the compatibility is good because it's the biggest operating system. But fundamentally, you've still got like random companies making stuff work with Windows, yeah. right? They also don't necessarily understand how Windows works. Yeah, so, so you've even got like, then, you're still having to have them sort of botch it together to make it work in the right. way they think it needs to work. Exactly. And then you've got Linux where no one, like everyone's <laughs> guessing. Uh, and so with a Mac, it's like there's no guesswork, right? Apple know how their hardware works yeah. and they know how their software works. So it can work together. And that is what gives it its power. Yeah. And what makes it so sort of stable and, and good. Arguably, it's like, better designed than windows as well because mm. it's like more secure it has like just logins as a thing like yeah. you have to like like you like all of that kind of like it's just designed to be to be in a in a very different way to windows it well always i mean the been. difference is as well is that like although windows isn't necessarily initially would have done it consciously but now because everything runs on windows they have to make sure that everything can work with windows so they right. have to make it as open as possible for people to make stuff for windows yeah whereas with mac they're like no we're making it ourselves and that's the end of it so we yeah. can do whatever hell we like and make it as secure as we like because we know how it works exactly and even though obviously people do build stuff for, for, for you know third-party software for, for macs and they need third-party software to be a successful operating system apple's philosophy is like well, screw you. Like, if we want to, like, remove some stuff to make way for some new stuff, we Too will just do it. buy a and, new one. And you just have to catch up, right? Yeah. Like, as a software dev, you've just got to, like, keep up to date. Yeah. And that's just their, that's their philosophy. It works for Apple. Yeah. It wouldn't work for Microsoft, right? And I think that you mentioned earlier, like, you asked the question, like, why would anyone use a, a Mac, right? We haven't really answered that question here. I think that there's two reasons. One of them, which I think that you mentioned, like, why, why would why would people, when you see someone with a Mac, like, why have they got a Mac? One of the things is that there's a lot more, like, creative software on Macs, mm. right? This is sort of the cliched thing about Macs is, like, they're for, like, artists. Or you mentioned, like, video editing and yeah. all of these kinds of things. And it's like, well, why? Why do they have that? And really, it comes down to, again, like, the design of the OS. The operating system we talked about how an operating system is that like interface layer and it provides the tools for programs to get stuff done on a machine. Apple have like a 
propensity, a, 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 a sort of bias towards providing tools that make it easier to make software that is creative. Gotcha. Right? Because that is what, as a company, they have always wanted. More specialised at the one Like thing. Macs have always been about making things. They've always been about, you know, write, you know, writing in a word processor or modifying your photos or, you know, video. Yeah. That's just what they want. Like, yeah. whereas Windows wants, like... I, you know, big companies to buy 2,000 licenses, Mac, it's just part of their ethos. Yeah, they uh, want the just, artists rather than the They want the, the artists. Yeah. That's their, that's Which their thing. Which is kind of weird that that, that, that old, like, mid-2000s advert is, like, weirdly accurate of, of the two companies' different right. philosophies towards exactly, selling exactly. products. Exactly, And, like, that's where the market share gap is, right? If Microsoft are focused on enterprise, then it don't focus on enterprise, right? Focus on, like, creative individuals. Yeah. So that's how the OS works as well. And that's yeah, why yeah. it's... So actually, there is a lot of software that is only on Mac that is for creative work, right? So you have a lot more options and you just... There's just not the same amount of software on Windows for creative And that creative software stuff. is sort of like easy to use and very smooth and streamlined yeah. because the fact that it's designed to work with a Mac specifically as opposed right. to just software that does work on Windows. But who knows what version of Windows you're running? Who knows what like graphics card you're using to render that thing, etc.? Exactly, exactly. And the, the the second thing I think that for why people use a Mac is why I would why I was using a Mac and we've already touched upon it, which is that a Mac can trace its roots back to Unix. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to Linux, it's a separate branch, but it, there, there's enough crossover. And the thing is is that when you're writing when you're building software of any kind, like historically, that was, linux right like that was what linux Linux was for servers it was for technical things it was for you know like complex things and so as a result historically basically anything about programming if it wasn't specifically for windows it was written in like unix and and linux land yeah so as a result when you've got the mac there and a mac is based on that there's enough crossover there that macs kind of get the benefit of all of that and so as a result like it's you can use a Mac to build software because all of the tools for building software were designed yeah, for like Unix and Linux. So a Mac is a great choice for like, you don't want to use Linux because it's hard. Yes, so you yeah. can use a Mac because you get the great hardware and software. And also it has enough compatibility with like building software. So yeah. like if you're, a, if you're a web developer, that's another huge reason to use a Mac because the software is or everything is sort of traces its roots back to being kind of for Unix-based operating systems. So with all that said, right, then it makes me question, like, why would anyone ever u- not use Apple then? Because, like, the it's a, it's a wonderful user experience. It mm. all works seamlessly with the hardware that you buy. Yeah. And there's also this crossover between the more technical element of things and the creative yeah. element of things. So why would you never not use a Mac? Yeah, and I think it, there's a couple of reasons. The first one is the obvious one, which you've already touched on when you said, like, it's really expensive. You have <laughs> yeah. to buy Mac hardware, right? Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is, like, this is sort of leads into a little bit about, like, the changes that are going on and, and sort of the, the ebb and flow. And the competition is actually really good right now because historically the hardware has been pretty good. Like, Apple have done a good job with hardware. And, and like, yes, you might be paying more, but you are also getting, like, something that is very robust and yeah, it's, it's very well made typically it's a good product but the reason why i moved away was because apple were really being hamstrung by the 
providers of some of the components mm. of their of, the, of 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 Mac, specifically Intel. And we'll, right. this is this is where we sort of start to touch on things that we'll probably go into more detail in another episode. But yeah, because like sort- if we're talking about the three major operating systems, and we've talked about how they interact with hardware, but the hardware side of things is a whole nother ball game. Right, exactly. But but know know that like whilst Apple control their hardware, they don't historically they haven't controlled who provides them with yes. the components of that hardware and that has let them down sometimes and meant that Macs have just fallen behind compared to the flexibility of what you can buy for a PC yeah. because then you have all of the choice of, of everyone you know whereas Apple are part you know historically were partnered with one provider of you know graphics cards or whatever yeah. so they're only getting the graphics cards that, from that provider whereas on the PC you have more choice and the other thing is that it is a walled garden ultimately mm. like like apple control a lot of things they do it for well, they say they do it for privacy reasons and things like that but like ultimately like we talked about how linux is like super flexible we talked about how windows kind of doesn't give a shit so it, it itself is also kind of flexible and yeah a mac is not right it's like it's very much a walled garden and they would like you to download all your apps through their app store and you know they there are things that you can't do that you could do with linux or with windows yeah um because you just are given more access to the underlying stuff with 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 windows want to do something on a mac and the mac can't quite do it it will just won't do it there's no Mm. way of making it do it but if you want to do something on a windows machine or a linux machine chances are you can go out of your way to make it do those things you have a little bit more control of customization under the hood as it were right exactly and again like hardware you know like like hardware like random other bits of hardware tend to work better on windows like if you've got some obscure i don't know like third party thing that you put graphics cards in or whatever like an external graphics card unit like it probably won't work with a mac you know but it'll work with windows yeah yeah um so there's sort of that as well like it works with their own hardware but less so with other stuff um and you can't install it on anything other than apple so it's really interesting it's very easy to sort of like paint the picture of like windows the, the default linux is for the nerds and mac is for the um, you know the expensive poses but there are genuine ups and downs and benefits of each yeah. individual one and and depending on what you need from a from a computer of some description they all provide different elements right absolutely that's exactly right so where are we going from here like what is the future of os's i mean it feels like this has been this way for a long time like nothing it feels does. to have changed for quite a long time but it feels like something has to be changing because you for a long time I've known you have been quite a hearty Mac uh, mm. aficionado and, and mm. a promoter. But like you, you said, like, I'm kind of done with Mac. Like I'm frustrated with it. So yeah. what's, what's the, what's the take? Yeah. I think for me, like we've talked about it a little bit already, like the hardware's fallen a bit behind. I don't think their software has been as stable and as good as it, as it could have been previously. So there's just sort of the good things about Macs are kind of eroding away a little bit. And then, some of that is is, is changing because they've got new hardware now, uh, which is sort of brings them back into the running. And again, I say like there's there's another whole another topic there about sort of like CPUs and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I think like sort of thinking about the future, like other things that are that are blurring the lines. Like we talked about how Windows doesn't have that Unix based compatibility, yeah. right? Well. They are doing work towards that. They right. are building a, a thing called, Win- well, they, it exists already. There's this thing called Windows Subsystem for Linux, which is a way of relatively easily running Linux-based software on Windows. And Microsoft are really putting effort behind this. Like recently, you can now run like 
Linux graphical graphical Linux applications in this in subsystem environment in yeah. Windows. It's sort of like having a computer within a computer. I'm guessing. Right. Exactly. Um, but in a way that is like tightly uh, integrated into the OS. Um, so that sort of takes away one of the things from both Linux and Mac to some extent and makes Windows a bit more of a contender for yeah. that kind of like, well, all of my software runs on Unix-based OSs, so I guess I need a Unix-based OS like Mac or Linux. I think like then you've got another thing, which is the sort of investment that's going on in Linux right mm. now. Um, we talked about how it's like open source, it's community-led, you know, and as a result, a lot of it is just people's free time yeah and so historically it falls behind you know if a new piece of hardware comes out well linux isn't going to support it for ages because someone's got to buy it yeah get it working you know <laughs> test it right and it's like and these are people that have day jobs probably yeah yeah <laughs> um like that's at its simplest form that's what's going on but now you've got people like valve who are like, well, no, we're going to use linux so as a result we're going to put real money behind this we're yeah. going to give the community you know, thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars to turn this into, you know, in some cases, it's like sponsoring groups of people to do this mm. as their full-time job. In some cases, it's having internal teams who are doing it. Um, same with Google as well, because we didn't talk about this, but like, if you have a Chromebook, that's Linux. That's actually very Linux. There's not a lot on top that is Google. Like, right. it's mostly Linux underneath. And so Google as well are like partnering with laptop hardware manufacturers to build Chromebooks, and those Chromebooks have to support Linux. Yes, rather well, that than means that, that, a traditional Windows hardware approach. Right. So now people like Asus and Acer and 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 IBM, Lenovo, they're having to like be like, oh man, now our hardware has to be compatible with Linux because that's what Chrome OS like Chrome OS is underneath, and it's only becoming more and more popular. And right. as these larger companies are investing in it, it's like I once used the example of Valve because I can, mm. I can relate to it e yes. more easily from a gaming point of view. That if Valve say put like hundreds of thousands of dollars into making Linux more appealing for gamers, well then the hardware manufacturers that make things for gaming specifically, I'm thinking kind of like high end graphics cards mm. and other sort of like PC hardware that you would want in a gaming PC going to want to make sure their hardware works in that environment because exactly. that's who they're selling it to so you almost need exactly. that initial push from a large investor to encourage exactly. the rest of the market to go uh we need to make sure it works everywhere rather than just windows exactly so there's this real like push behind you know financial push behind linux and there's always been a bit of that but it's tended to be from like large enterprises like companies that want to push linux for like better servers and better yeah. you know better supercomputers even and all of this kind of stuff like like that side of things that's where the money's been much but less consumer focused is, exactly now the money is coming more from the consumer side which just benefits linux it means that it, it's just going to move more at pace than it has historically mm -hmm. The other thing that like, again, this is a future episode, but there's a huge thing about climate change right now. Oh, yeah. And absolutely. right. And uh, surprise. Uh, and people are realizing that like, if you've got a Mac, right, like you can't repair a Mac that they're not that once like after a few years, it's like it's old. Apple want you to buy a new one. Like you can't like change bits out in it for a, for a new component. So you've got this massive slab of aluminium that just like hopefully gets recycled it's like it's never like it's never works perfectly right so there's this movement right now called right to repair mm -hmm. right which is this idea that if you own something you have the right to like fix bits on it if it breaks yeah you can upgrade it and you know you should be given the means to do that 
and if you're a pc owner that's normal right like we've always been able to like you know if your hard drive breaks you buy a new hard drive if you're if a cable breaks you buy a new cable um but that that right to repair naturally aligns with like open source Mm -hmm. right because it's like the same thing like it's like if there's a problem with linux well if you're technical minded enough you can report that problem and help out with getting the fix sorted you know and all of that kind of thing so even at the very least you could then proceed to go to someone that does know what they're doing to fix it for you right whereas with mac's case specifically Mm. if you don't go to one of their very specific stores or repair facilities Mm. at best you're going to be voiding your warranty and right. at worst, you might get taken to court over it. Right, exactly. Um, so, you know, there, there's sort of a bit, and I don't want to go into it in too much detail because I think there's a whole bigger topic there because mm. there's a bunch of companies that are doing some really interesting things in this like framework and Fairphone and there's all kinds of stuff going on that I'm really following with interest right now. But yeah, like there's a lot of movement right now, uh, I think anyway, you know, and it, across all of them, you know, in, in some ways there's there's stuff going on in Windows as well. Mm. You know, I think Windows has been struggling with like privacy issues, you know, where they started to add lots of stuff like advertising and Cortana and all of these kinds of things. Yeah, like having of, adverts in your start menu is yeah, not fun. Uh, you know, and, and Windows historically, like it provided you sure with like a graphical environment, but it never really provided you with like loads of applications and and loads of sort of higher level functionality that was what apple did yeah and microsoft has sort of started to try and get into that game a little bit and you know provide they've got like a, an app store and all of this kind of stuff and yeah. it just doesn't really sit as well on windows as it does with it with still apple, feels a little bit clunky a little bit like tacked yeah. on top doesn't it so that's sort of you know that's sort of a challenge i, I don't know maybe they'll move a, i think they might come back away from that a little bit because privacy is such a hot topic right now so mm. i think they're going to scale back on that a little bit but also like windows 11 is it has like more specific hardware requirements like uh it's it, it has it requires the you to have this like encrypted uh like trusted uh compute module which is like a thing for doing hardware encryption and although it's available on most machines it's not available on older machines mm. and that's also again kind of contrary to what microsoft used to do right where they would support everything forever and now they're kind of starting to go back on that. Yeah. So there really is a change across all fronts um, with with all operating systems. There's a lot of movement going on, which is really interesting. I mean, it's pretty cool to see there just being more movement and more opportunity mm. for things to change. Because although typically I don't think anything's going to change massively in terms of how people use these individual OSs, having just more options even in places you don't necessarily think about, I think is a good thing. Right. Like you pointed out how, for example, um, Chrome OS, which is becoming a much more, you know, normal part of, yeah, of, a, of an average office or home-based life mm. within, say, for example, I mean, we have a Chromebook in our house. Yeah. Um, you know, it's very easy. It's very lightweight and it does a very specific job. It certainly wouldn't suit what I need it for. No. But the fact that that's even an option now without even having to kind of like tinker around in the background linux for two weeks to make it work is great because that's what i think needs to change is it needs to be very easy it needs to be something that you can just simply pick up and start using and as that becomes more and more the case i think you're going to see more and more variations in in operating Mm. systems right exactly like chrome os like steam os yeah and all of this is going to, yeah, you're 100%, 100%. But the thing that we definitely didn't touch on today, and the thing that we absolutely need to touch on, is the other big 
OSs, which we've alluded to slightly in the, in, during the discussion, which is mobile operating systems, mm, right? Yes. Because, I mean, the whole iOS Android thing is, is a whole thing in, in itself. And then there's also, like, other small ones, stuff like that. I mean, there was the Windows mobile yeah. operating system that sort of was yeah. part of like windows like was it windows 7 or was it like windows 10 windows, and windows mobile type thing yeah oh yeah it was it's really weird like there's a whole nother world there as well because mobile hardware works quite differently to a desktop mm. base or a, or a laptop base hardware um yeah. so there's a whole similar discussion there we can have about it as well yeah absolutely absolutely and uh yeah there's there's that we've talked a little bit about the like climate stuff which i think is really mm, interesting we've yeah. talked about like the changes in hardware and how that influences um os's as well and yeah there's a lot there's a lot of other stuff that we could touch upon what about fu- future foot thinking with things like quantum computing how do you think that'll change things? well yeah 100 <laughs> like i don't know like how are you going to run it i mean it'll be linux first i guarantee that that's what be running on a on a, some quantum computer somewhere <laughs> But, I mean, it's all to play for still. Like, we take computers as very much just a part of our average lifestyle. But when we think about, like, the computer as we know it today, it's probably only really been a thing for, what, maybe 35 years, mm, maybe? Right, yeah. Like, give yeah, or take. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and that, that's assuming that we're still talking about, like, just a computer in the same sense. Like, computers we use them today probably been only about a thing for the past 10 to 15 years, I right. would say. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a very, very new technology when you actually think about it like that. So there's yep. still lots of changes that can occur, and, and there's always going to be new innovations in the hardware market that's going to demand changes within the OS and software market. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so if anything has uh, piqued your interest that we've talked about, you know, maybe you would like us to talk a little bit more about getting started with linux or maybe you you want to hear more about the stuff to do with like right to repair and changes in the hardware world and things like that um or we've just you think we've just missed something about what we've been you know the different operating systems Mm. and you know there's something we should have talked about that we haven't let us know uh you can send us an email uh, show at octal.fm or send us a tweet at octal.fm on twitter or facebook facebook.com forward slash octal.fm you watch it won't be too long until there's a facebook slash meta os oh yeah i mean uh what does oculus runs on a variation of android so i guess it's linux at the yeah. end of the day still it's the end of the day it's always it boils it's back always down linux. to the sounds of it it's yeah. linux underneath um cool this has been a good chat i hope you found it interesting yeah no absolutely uh, it's, it's been one of those where like i'm always i'm aware of all these terms hmm. but i don't necessarily know what they all mean and i yeah, I just yeah, sort yeah. of like nod along sometimes you know so <laughs> it's good to kind of talk about it and understand them a little bit more in more detail um and i think maybe doing another episode on sort of variations of linux would be interesting because i know there's like mm. lots of different types of linux you can install yes. on a pc and uh, yeah. well, not a pc a machine you know and mm. yeah so you could do something like that as well but yeah do let us know and uh until then i've been Sephron. And I've been Gelada. And catch us again for another Oxl FM very soon. 